Hey everybody, welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. You're listening to episode 66 of the show. I'm your host Mackenzie and I'm so glad that you're here today. Before we dive in, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by New Leaf Naturals. New Leaf Naturals is committed to bringing customers the highest grade organic CBD oil on the market. Their full spectrum oil is made with organic hemp extract and is free from preservatives and pesticides. Plus, they only use ingredients that are derived from licensed farms in Colorado with sustainable farming practices. New Leaf Naturals is committed to helping people live happier and healthier lives with their line of CBD products. Use the link in the show notes to shop New Leaf Naturals today and use the code HIPPIE20 for 20% off. That's H-I-P-P-I-E 20 for 20% off your order. Okay, so today's show is a particularly exciting one for me as I'm having my friend Bethany Heasley on the show. Now, I call every guest my friend, but it's so fun to have real-life friends on the show. We're able to have real, raw conversations and always spend a lot of time laughing together. I know you're going to love Bethany as much as I do, as she shares with us. And Bethany has her hand in a lot of things, but one thing that she's passionate about is educating people on the power of their dollar and why it's important to think twice before supporting MLMs. If you don't know what an MLM is, don't worry, Bethany is going to explain it all to us. Today in part one, she's sharing what MLMs are and how exactly they work, and she's also talking about why many of them have issues when it comes to ethical business practices. We're talking about the red flags to watch out for as consumers and even as entrepreneurs. Now, Bethany and I both want to be really careful about being sensitive here. I told Bethany before we started that I was nervous about this episode. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or make them feel bad about what they do or where they shop. We both know plenty of people involved in MLMs, and that's totally fine. We're not here to hate, just to educate. No matter if you're an MLM consumer, a salesperson, or a total noob on the topic, you're going to learn something here today. So make sure you listen all the way through and subscribe so that you can hear part two. I really want to make sure that you are getting the full picture of what Bethany and I are sharing in this conversation. Plus, she's super fun, so you don't want to miss part two because it's just a blast with her. While you listen, I'm going to ask that you leave a rating and a review for the show. Did you know that less than 3% of listeners actually do this? That's so sad. By leaving a review, you're not just helping me, but you're helping others to find the show and helping me to give away money to those in need. So there's lots of good reasons to do it, and it only takes a couple minutes to do. So please, again, write one while you listen. And I want to take a second to acknowledge someone who took the time to do that. This review is from Emily. It says, the title says it all. I always learn something new when listening to this podcast. I love how Mackenzie and her guests show us that living in a cleaner and more sustainable way can be simple and easy to do. Love this podcast and love the heartfelt hippie. Thank you so much, Emily. That's so sweet. And it means so much to me. And not only that, but because of you, I'm able to give away $2 for that review to people in need. So that's pretty cool, right? You can write your own review by scrolling down on whatever app you're currently listening to, and that is also where you will find the show notes along with the links to connect with Bethany and I. All right, friends, allow me to introduce you to my friend, Bethany. (laughs) All right. Hey, Bethany. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is such a pleasure, and we're in person, which is really fun because I haven't done an in-person interview in years, it feels like. Thank you, COVID. But so it's super fun. It's something we've talked about doing for a while ever since I found out you were passionate about this. I was like, (laughs) we should do a podcast episode about this. This is interesting. So 
Um, why don't you just start with introducing yourself for everybody? Okay, hello, I'm Bethany Heasley. I work in marketing as my primary profession, um, but just super interested in business in general. So this is just a topic that Mackenzie and I have talked about a lot just in our personal lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to talk about it in this capacity. Yeah, for sure. Okay, tell us a little bit about yourself. You obviously live in Charleston with Mm -hmm. me, which is why we're in person. But you're Canadian, which is fun. Tell us just a few fun facts about you. Okay. Um, Yeah, so I'm Canadian, but I've lived all over. I (laughs) was born in Canada. My dad's job just had us moving around a lot. So I've lived in a couple different parts of Ontario, Canada, different parts of California, Illinois, and now South Carolina. So kind of gotten a taste of like a lot of different regions within the US, but also a little bit of Canada. Yeah. I just got married in February, so we're just coming up on a year, but it feels mm-hmm. like we just got married because mm-hmm. we got married right at the end of February and then the world basically <laughs> came to a screeching halt. So <laughs> yeah. we sort of feel like we still just got married. But yeah, so, and then the other little, I guess, fun fact is I just, even though I, I work in marketing and I kind of have that side of my life. I am huge into cooking and baking. I have a whole social media account that's dedicated to that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Anything that's creative, pretty much I have my fingers in. Yeah, you're very creative. (laughs) I know. I feel like you do everything. Like, will you take our Christmas card picture? Because you have a fancy camera and you know how to do that. And you can paint this and that and you can just do everything basically. So That is not true. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll we'll make sure to put the links to your fun social media account so everybody can check you out if they want to. But, um, okay, so we're here today to talk about MLMs, which is stands for multi-level marketing yes. companies, right? Okay, yeah. this is, yeah, something I really didn't know much about until you kind of told me about it, and I was like, whoa, okay, this is, this is important. This is something people need to know about, I think. And I was telling you before we started recording that I'm nervous about this episode, <laughs> um, which I'm not normally nervous about any episodes that I do because I feel like everything is like pretty straightforward. Like here's how to be a better person or yeah. like help the planet. But this one can be a little controversial, maybe a little sensitive to some people. For sure. So yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I wanted to say that because I want to make it very clear that we're not here. Like I've had people on the podcast that do MLMs and I have plenty of friends that do them and I currently buy stuff from MLM. So it's not like we're here to be like anti MLMs completely. Mm -hmm. You're just here to kind of share about the structure and why there might be some problems with the way certain companies do it. Am am I saying that right? Yeah, for sure. Like I have as you said, a lot of people in my life, family members even, that are involved in multi-level marketing. So mm-hmm. it's not so much about bashing the people, yeah. Um, but it's more understanding, and this is something that you've talked about on your podcast, but your dollar really matters. Yeah. And so if you're passionate about, and if you're listening to the podcast, you probably are passionate about where you put your dollars, understanding how businesses work is a really important element of that. And so it's just really kind of unpacking that more than it is trying to make any discernment over character. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think too, it's even something where I feel like you're a great person to talk about this because like you said, marketing is your thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's what you studied and that's what you've done for several years now. And so it's something that even people who work for MLMs 
might not fully understand. Like, they could even be on here and be like, oh, I didn't get that that was how that worked. Like, totally. While, while they're listening. So, and even some of it is still a little over my head. Like, some of the marketing lingo, I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means. That's okay. <laughs> like, I'm not a business person. So, right. So, yeah, it's just interesting. And I think it's important to know. And again, we're not doing this episode hoping, like, all these MLMs, like, go out of business or that, like, our friends that sell their stuff so quit doing it. Like, that's not necessarily your hope. I think, like you said, it's more just about being conscious of where you put your dollar and, mm-hmm. and being aware of what you're getting into also if you start working with the MLM. Absolutely. Okay, so first, let's define what they are because I'm sure people have heard the term, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's a bunch of names for these companies or how these things work. So can you just tell us a little bit about them and maybe give us some examples of common MLMs? Yeah, for sure. So so as you say, MLM stands for multi-level marketing, um, but you may also hear network marketing or direct sales. Sometimes you'll hear affiliate marketing. It's actually sort, sort of a misnomer. It's not affiliate marketing, um, but sometimes different uh, distributors and, and that kind of thing will use that term. So all okay. of those may want to like just kind of flag in your head that, okay, we're talking about a multi-level marketing, potentially yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. So classic MLMs that are that go back like decades would be Mary Kay, Avon, Amway, those kind of companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but more popular or, or like newer companies that you may hear, Arbonne, Monet, Rodin and Fields, skincare company, Plexus. Young Living is a big one. There's yeah. a, there's a ton, but those yeah. are all examples of multi-level marketing uh, business structures. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't list this out as a question I was going to ask, but I just kind of thought of it. Some people call them pyramid schemes. Yeah. <laughs> and I when I was doing a little bit of research for this, I saw that the website I was reading was like, it's not totally fair to call it a scheme. Mm-hmm. Like, not all of them operate that way, if that makes sense. Like, a yeah. pyramid structure is is just a business plan essentially like that mm-hmm. doesn't make it a scheme necessarily right. but why are they called that sometimes so the FTC actually has a whole article it's a little bit long it's a little What's bit the FTC? dense the Federal Trade Commission okay that's yeah what so I they're like the okay. governing body that kind of makes decisions on what is uh, legal, ethical, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have sort of a dense document, but definitely worth reading. And it talks about MLMs and pyramid schemes and how they correlate. But mm-hmm. basically, to break it down, not every MLM is a pyramid scheme, but a lot of the principles of MLMs are borrowed from pyramid schemes. Mm-hmm. So, borrowed. Borrowed. <laughs> I know, Canadian I accent. Canadian accent. <laughs> um, yeah, so for example, a pyramid scheme you would make all of your money through, or at least a large chunk of your money through recruitment versus mm-hmm. a product. Although a lot of people say, well, it can't be a pyramid scheme if there's a product. Well, that's not true. There's several lawsuits that have just closed with huge MLM companies that were sued by the FTC for being a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. So they really do kind of, they toe a line okay. on pyramid schemes. So. It's and, and the reason it's called a pyramid scheme is because it is a scam. Okay. Um, F, the FTC, and this is something that I lean on a lot, because it's a governing body, they are the ones that make these decisions. They very clearly lay it out. Mm-hmm. It is a scam and it's illegal. Mm-hmm. So you could have a pyramid structure 
But if you really boil it down, if it's a pyramid structure, it's a pyramid scheme. You know, if you kind of take the emotion out of it or, or like, oh, well, this person is doing this and I really love them and, and that kind of thing. If you kind of take all that out of it and you just look at the stats and the numbers uh -huh. and how it's actually laid out, it definitely can be a pyramid scheme and you really want to be conscious of that. Right, right. And something that's ultimately benefiting the CEOs and the, the really high up people, right? We're not talking about like, Oh, my friend just started selling Young, Young Living and she's trying to scam me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and this is something that you kind of touched on, a lot of people in these companies, when they become a distributor, they're not aware. It's not a conscious thing where they're like, mwahaha, here yeah. we go. <laughs> but when you look at the income disclosures, which many multi-level marketing companies list out, and that's a liability on them. It mm -hmm. just helps them to not get sued. But you look at the percentage of people that are making a livable wage and it's less than 1%. Statistically, 99% mm -hmm. of people uh, lose money or break even on their initial investment. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people will want to be selling, yes, but also recruiting because you do make more money that way and you start mm -hmm. to try to climb the ranks. Mm -hmm. So no, they're not trying to scheme you. And some of them I think are, but yeah, some definitely yeah. are not. Right. Um, and they don't realize kind of this this vicious cycle that they're in. Yeah. So it's just, okay. you know, I think, and that's the thing, I you know, I try to mostly educate people who are not in, in MLMs at this moment in time. Sure. Um, I try to warn against potential MLM distributors because I am concerned about them losing money and all of that and getting into that cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... I'm also cool with talking to people who are new to MLMs that maybe are not aware. Once you're yeah. in it for a while, you know exactly what you're doing. Right. And then I do think that you're getting a little bit into that murky territory of ethics. Okay. But when you're in the beginning, you're not aware of all of all of the layers to it, I think. Right. And so and I think you really do think that you're gonna make money and that you're gonna help your friend make money and you're you're selling a superior product and all these things, I think that there is that like excitement, like anything that's new. When you yeah. find something that's interesting and you're passionate about it, you wanna share and it's it's exciting. Yeah. But when you realize at the point that you realize that you are not making money no matter what you do and you're still trying to get people into that same like that same structure that you're experiencing, mm -hmm. you know they're not gonna make money either because you're mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. So then I feel like there's an honesty issue. But sure. if you're not doing that, a lot of people even join just because they want discounts. Yes. Yeah. And you know, if they're not if they're not trying to recruit, yeah, <laughs> and they're really not even trying to sell, but they just want the distributor discount. Yeah. That's also a very different conversation. Right. So there's a lot of layers and a lot of ways that you can go about being affiliated with an MLM, and mm -hmm. and I think all of those are different conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good to point out because I do have friends. They maybe just really like this product and use it a lot and mm -hmm. spend a lot of money on it, and then it's like hey, did you know that you could actually like get a discounted rate if you start selling our product and then whenever you sell something, like you get a little bit of money. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to quit my day job, but like, sure, why, like, why wouldn't yeah. I sign up for that? It just makes good financial sense for yeah. me. I, I think I've done that before and I might even have like a Young Living distributing account. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I feel like I have many accounts out there and I don't even know. But yeah, so I feel like, we're not talking about those people. It's mm -hmm. more the targeting of like, hey, you can completely replace your income. Kind mm -hmm. of, in a sense, preying on vulnerable populations. Absolutely. Which we're going to hit on. Yes. Um, so, so, yeah, like, I'm glad that you pointed that out because if you are currently selling for an MLM, 
that doesn't mean we're directly talking about you no. right now. Like, it kind of depends on where you're at and your motives and totally. how, how you got tied into it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, how it was pitched to you. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so back to you. How did you start researching this stuff? Like, I mean, like we said, you're in marketing. But was there, like, something that happened where someone was like, hey, work for this company? Or, like, I don't know. How did you get interested in this? Yeah, so when I was in college, I learned in a couple different marketing classes, like it was touched on, but it was never really a deep dive by any means. But when I was just graduated college, I had been reached out to on LinkedIn by a woman who had a great opportunity for me. She saw I was in marketing and I was looking for my first like career full-time job type of situation. And she was asking for a phone call and and I was really excited. It was one of those things that I was really wanting to get like a good opportunity to start my career. And it happened to be that my mom was in town that same day that I was having that phone call. So I had it and I was really excited. I had, again, I just didn't put the pieces together at that point. I'm Mm -hmm. really good at spotting them now, like the flags now, but before then, if you don't know, and especially if you don't know the companies, I mean, you would think like it was any other kind of recruiter or anything like that for a company that I think is ethical. Yeah. So I had this phone call. I hung up, went in and talked to my mom about it. And she was like, ah, this seems kind of fishy to me. Mm -hmm. I would look further into it. And I was so upset with her. I was deflated. I was like, how dare you? Um, but I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah, exactly. You watch. Well, and I thought that it was going to be like a, just sort of like a remote work from home, like what everybody's doing now. But I thought yeah. it was just like this really progressive company that I would just be marketing for a skincare company. Yeah. And, and I just didn't, I just didn't know that those, t- I, like I thought of an MLM like Mary Kay or Avon, a very different type. But this is the kind of new new wave of MLMs. Yeah. And so that sort of launched me into looking into it. And she Mm -hmm. was right. And it just was interesting to me, really. You know, I actually went on to open my own business after I graduated college. And so I was a small business owner for 18 months. So that really ended up getting super interesting to me as well because a lot of the draw in MLMs is – you know, they tout being an entrepreneur and all these different things. And so after that initial interaction with that one representative, it really just kind of spurred my passion, A, to learn about a different business structure. Like I felt kind of dumb having just graduated with a degree and not being able to spot it. Mm-hmm. And I don't like not being good at things. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, it kind of started that way where I was like, okay, okay. well, I want to know everything that I can and especially now from a small business side of the spectrum, I want to understand that as well. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of snowballed into finding anti-MLM content and they provide amazing resources most of the time. You have to find some good ones. Some of them are a little harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but some of them are really great. And I just am kind of a research junkie and mm-hmm. here we yeah. are. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask because thank goodness your mom recognized that and mm-hmm. I think like you said earlier, this is something that goes back a long time ago. Like the pyramid scheme concept has been around for a really long time. And I only know that because when I was in high school, like senior year, one of my really good friends all of a sudden was like, I started a business. And it was, it was really weird. And I was like, what do you mean? And, and she's like, I have an online store and you can like go buy from it and blah, blah. And she would explain it to me. And I'm like, I do, I do not understand. And she kept talking about this, like, older couple who helped her get involved in it. And it was, like, all of a sudden she wasn't going to go to college anymore. And, like, 
it was it was really weird like her life just completely changed and I was telling my mom about it I was like I don't know it's really weird like she wants me to like buy stuff from her online store I'm really confused and my mom was like what's it called and I was like I think it's called Amway and my mom was like yeah that's (laughs) she's like that's been around for a while and you know what they say about Amway is it's the quickest way to lose friends and I was like Wait, what? You know about this? Like, I thought it was, like, this new concept, but it, Amway's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. It's, like, one of um, the first MLMs. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And and I thought it was crazy that that's how my mom described it. Like, the quickest way to lose friends. Because mm-hmm. we've all been there where, like, someone's, like, pressuring you into, like, buying or, or selling or whatever. Like, we've all been... I, and I'm not saying this is my experience with all MLMs. By no means is that the case. But I have had many friends who have tried to get me to start working with them when I've never even tried the product. Or, like, <laughs> it's not like I was, like, really passionate about said thing. And they were like, you should start selling it. You can make a little money off of it. <laughs> it's just, like, out of nowhere. Like, do you want an extra $800 a month? I'm like... Mm-hmm what? (laughs) This is not a thing. So yeah, so I think a lot of us can relate to those stories of like having the personal experience of where maybe you started to get tied in and you're like, wait, this, this, something seems sketchy here. Mm -hmm. Or of like maybe losing friends over it because, and again, I'm not saying that's the case for all of them. Like we might talk a little bit more about Young Living, but I personally had nothing but good experiences with Young Living. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say that's the case for all MLMs, but as far as Amway, <laughs> yeah, not have a good experience. <laughs> right, um, did lose a friend over that one. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and and I will say, although I'm not friends with that person anymore, I know she's not a millionaire. Right. And <laughs> I know she doesn't work for Amway anymore. So yeah, well that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I think we can all maybe relate. Like, and there might even be wheels turning for some people of like. Ah, I have been in that situation before. I didn't know that's what it was, though. It's like... Totally. Yeah, they're kind of everywhere, like you said. Okay, so what are the red flags? So I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit already, but what about certain MLMs makes you feel like they're not ethical? There's more than one thing, I know. Yeah, there are a plethora of things I could say, but I think one of the main issues that I have with them is a lot of times, and I, as I say, it's not... It's not an every time kind of thing. It's but most of the time, mm-hmm. there is not an they're not very forthcoming with mm-hmm. what is actually happening. So they'll try to, you know, recruit you whether it's someone that you know or not. So a lot of times it's cold messaging because again they want those recruits because that's what really is the lucrative part of an MLM. That's mm-hmm. how you make the money. But you know you'll see a woman saying you know you can make you know, X, Y, and Z amount of money, you can quit your job. Wow, I can't believe you're still working for a nine to five. Ugh, how boring is that? You know, right. like all that kind of thing. Um, you can get a car, all these different things. Well, yeah. if every single person that I have had message me was being honest, statistically, it's impossible for them to all be honest because 99% of them are not making money. And that's a, that's a proven stat. I mean, stats are stats, yeah. right? So... There's no way that they're making a livable wage and even things like the car. Well, yeah, you might get a car, but the company is not giving you a car. The company is saying, if you make a certain goal, we will give you a loan that you take out. You take it out with your social security number. It's on your credit, but we'll just pay you a stipend every month for that car. Well, it's maybe a Mercedes or a Cadillac, it's not a cheap car, and it has to be brand new, and you have to have the logo all over it. And the second you slip, you have that loan. You pick up that payment. 
So it's not, you're not winning a car. You're not earning a car that's just yours now. It's a constant kind of rat race to keep up the sales, keep up the recruits to be able to afford that car. So it's things like that that are difficult for me because I think, especially because so many of these companies prey on the vulnerable in some mm-hmm. way. And you can, there are several, and I would really encourage anyone to just look up recorded phone calls of like team calls of different companies. A lot of them will say, find your brand. If you've mm-hmm. had miscarriages, find women that have had miscarriages and talk mm-hmm. to them and get them involved. Mm-hmm. Fine. If you have a stomach condition, find sick people and say that our product can help these sick people. Well, that is so predatory. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and it even stay at home moms, find stay at home moms that don't feel like they have purpose because they're not bringing in money mm-hmm. and then tell them that they can bring in money. Well, mm-hmm. but you're setting them up to statistically lose money. Mm-hmm. And so it's a hard thing for me to support a business where people knowingly put potentially friends, family, or even strangers that are in vulnerable positions and they know that because they're trained to look for those people to ultimately lose money. Mm-hmm. I don't want to support something like that. Even if on the off chance that some of the distributors are not doing that, the risk is too high for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I feel. there's a There are some one-offs of, of other ethical issues I see, but... That's kind of like the big blaring problem, okay. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole preying on the vulnerable is kind of a newer concept to me. Like, I didn't realize that was a thing until, and I, I told you this story. So I used to work in college athletics, and predominantly I was working with highly at-risk students. And so mostly young men, mostly people of color, but in general just at-risk students who were really struggling in academics. That was my whole job. And one of them, who is extremely at risk, I mean, he almost didn't get into this school because of his current situation, or his his situation at the time. Out of nowhere, we're meeting one day, and he's like, do you have life insurance? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he's like, Such a random question. I know. I know. He's like, do you have life insurance? Because if not, I can get you some. And I was like, excuse me? please explain and he's like talking about how now he sells life insurance and I'm thinking who in their right mind would hire you at an insurance company to sell life insurance when you are 18 or 19 you don't have a college degree yet like what are you talking about and I was I was so confused I was like do you even know what life insurance is for like that's how young you are Mm -hmm. and he started explaining this of how he bought in with his own money, probably that he got from his athletic scholarship, that he bought in to this company to start selling for them. And he kept saying, you have to pay to get paid. Yep. And at the same time, there's another student athlete in the room, and I'm like, he works for Lowe's. And I can tell you, he did not have to pay anything to start getting a paycheck from yes. Lowe's, okay? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a pyramid scheme. And Mm -hmm. I told him that. I was like, I don't know this company, but I Googled it right then. Mm -hmm. And and the first thing that comes up is, is this company a pyramid scheme? Yes, it is. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you need to go home and research pyramid scheme and look at what you've gotten yourself into. Because this is, what you're describing to me is not a new concept. This is a business model. And the fact that someone hired you and made you think you're going to get rich off of this, like that is so wrong. Like that is... It made me mad. Mm -hmm. It made me so mad because this kid has no money. 
This kid is sending money home to his parents, like, based off of what he gets from his basketball scholarship. And, like, someone convinced him that this was a good fit for him. And, and not only that, but, like, there's no way in H-E-double hockey sticks that this kid has the time to sell life right, insurance. Right. Like, he's a basketball player, a <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, like, that was so frustrating to me. And that's, like, I think was one big red flag for me. That's not all of these companies by any means. But that made me so mad. And I don't remember the name of that company or else I would tell everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It it was very infuriating. Yeah. But, yeah, so the whole, like, preying on the vulnerable, like, that Mm. does happen. Oh, yeah. That's that's so wrong. Yeah. Yeah, there are videos of um, – I'm, I'm kind of trying to be careful not to, like, call out actual companies. Yeah, but, yeah. So I won't I won't say this company, but it is certainly geared toward women. Predominantly, they try to recruit young women, a lot of college-aged women, that kind of thing. And there is literally a, a video – several, actually. They're all kind of saying the same thing. They're encouraging these young girls – to open up a credit card to buy in to the company to start selling and that they won't need to have, you know, they'll pay off all their student loans. They won't even need their degree anymore. And again, like, it's just like, well, the buy-in is like 500 bucks. Yeah. And then you still have to buy the product because mm-hmm. how are you going to sell something that you don't have? Because they mm-hmm. don't give you product. And these are young girls who, again, don't have the time. Well, I shouldn't say young girls. They're young women. I mean, they're yeah. in their 20s, but still. Yeah. I didn't Probably have the, have I didn't have the money for that. Yeah, like, yeah. I would have had... If I needed to do that, I definitely would have had to open a credit card. Yeah. But then, so you now it's on your credit. Yeah, it's and just, most people that age don't even know what that no, means. No, and like, it's just starting... It's starting this, like, such, uh, such a bad habit financially that if you can't afford something, to open up a credit card and just put it on that. Yeah. Wow, that is so dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and so, again, it's just those vulnerable people that have dreams that they want to achieve and getting themselves out of bad situations of not having money or whatever and that this is going to be like the cure-all to get you out of that and it's like oh it like breaks my heart yeah I am somebody who who really roots for the underdog you're like that too yeah and that it's just like it just just makes me so upset when that happens yeah it's like I just wish I could shake you and tell you that there are other ways to do to make money yeah like Like, if anyone's telling you that you're going to get out of your situation in like the snap of a finger Something's not right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you mentioned the statistics part of it. And I guess it might be helpful if we kind of just like break down simply if you can how it works exactly. When you start working for one of these companies, there's an initial investment on your end, right? You have yes. to buy so much of the product so that you can start selling said product, right? Is that kind of the yeah, idea? Yeah, sometimes. So sometimes it is framed that you buy sort of like a starter pack. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times there's levels to that. So you can buy, like let's say it's a skincare company. The lower, the lowest level would maybe be 200 bucks, And that would get you like the face wash, the toner, and the moisturizer or whatever. And then maybe there's a middle tier, and then the highest tier is $1,000, but you get kind of like the full range. Mm-hmm. But you're not allowed to start working for them until you buy one of those. Okay. So that's one part of it. Another way that is popular is you have an initial investment and you get zilch for it. <laughs> you just get the name, distributor. Okay. And then they still require you to have what's called a PV, and that's your personal volume. Mm-hmm. And so every 
time frame is different depending on the company. They require you to purchase a certain amount of product. Mm-hmm. Some people call this stock, but they call it PV because stock is a lot of times associated with pyramid schemes. <laughs> but it's a similar concept, right? Okay. So you and and it makes sense in some ways. You can't be selling yeah. something you've never tried, so they right. want you to be keeping up with yeah, the product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it does also mean that you have recurring charges. To be able to continue on. And if you don't keep up your personal volume, you lose your distributor license. Mm, Okay. So that's kind of how that works. What's the whole recruitment thing? Like, why is that valuable to come? Is it because, like, oh, if you recruit someone, then they're going to make an investment in our company? Is that the idea? Sort of. That's part of it. Okay. So if you, there's you as a person. So let's say I'm a distributor. Uh Uh-huh. I have an upline. And then I recruit people to form a downline. Okay. And every time I sell something, I get a little bit of money, but so does my upline. So then every time my downline sells something, especially if it's like a starter pack, because that's a higher price point usually. Yeah. Every time my downline sells something or recruits someone, they get a little bit of money, I get a little bit of money, my upline gets a little money, and so on and so forth. Until there is literally one person at the top Mm -hmm. who gets the majority of the money. And that's why you look at the statistics... And, you know, they, they have people that are making ha- half a million dollars or whatever, but it's 0.001% of the company because they have like 500, 600 downlines, hmm. all of which every single time any money is exchanged, they're getting a percentage. Oh, okay. So it really, and I mean, <laughs> if you've seen that episode of The Office mm-hmm. where Michael Scott is explaining his company and Jim goes over and like draws a triangle around it. That's literally what it is. If you were to draw out an upline and then all the downlines and how that works, it yeah. is literally a triangle. Okay. okay. <laughs> so hence the pyramid. Hence term. the pyramid scheme. But you do have to. I mean, as I say, you have to be careful with that. I mean, like in my personal opinion, yeah, they're all pyramid schemes in some capacity. Okay. But it's also le- they're legal. Some of them are legal, and yeah. so they can't coincide. You know. Sure. Sure. Um, there's no legal pyramid scheme. So. So have to be a little bit careful with that terminology. Okay. Okay, so that's something I wanted to ask you about next is, like you said, some of them are legal. Mm-hmm. Some of them have lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's... So this isn't... I feel like that's important to point out because this isn't just Bethany's hill to die on yeah. of, <laughs> right. this isn't right, everybody. This is actually, like, something our government is aware of and mm-hmm. also doesn't think is right. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, maybe what are some of the lawsuits, you know, that are going on? Like, at what point does it reach the point of, okay, this this is no longer legal. Like, it was borderline unethical. Now it's just illegal. Yeah. So, yeah, there are. And I will say, too, there are a couple, like, there are different ways where there are legal problems. Mm -hmm. So, the FTC can sue companies. That is like the worst of the worst that is like the government is literally cracking down and saying you a owe us money because you've been operating illegally and you have to restructure most of the time is how that boils down okay but then there's also another side of it and that's all the class action lawsuits so false claims would fall under that operating illegally sometimes like you can have a class action lawsuit where a bunch of people like former distributors say all get together in a state and sue the company for being a pyramid scheme. But that's different than the FTC because the FTC is federal. Right. Where it becomes a pyramid scheme and where that line is, is different for every company, I think. If you you look at it, I think that there are different problems. I think some MLMs are doing some things right versus wrong. 
And some are just flat out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so an example of an FTC case. Okay. So the Federal Trade Commission in 2019 sued Advocare, which if you're familiar with that company, they have shakes and stuff called Spark. It's like an energizing drink. It's kind of like a beach body like type a, situation. Yeah, like workout. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a healthcare kind of mm-hmm. thing. So they so the FTC sued Advocare in 2019. It was actually like a two-year-long thing, but it was resolved in late, late 2019. And they sued the company for operating as a pyramid scheme, and they actually were found guilty. And so they had to pay the government $150 million. Oh, my gosh. And they had to restructure their comp- their company. And okay. when that happened, there, there were people in that company that were in that like minor, minor percentage, like that 0.01% they were dropped down to basically base level because they got to the top like that via a pyramid scheme. So in their restructuring, mm-hmm. they lost that status. Mm-hmm. And everyone, it was like a level playing field again. So the reason that they were found guilty was because it was essentially proven that you could sell as much as you could. You could literally sell all of your stock, constantly be ordering, and you would never get ahead. The only way to have gotten ahead in AdvoCare is to recruit. And that's a pyramid scheme. Gotcha. So that's, I mean, there was, obviously there's a lot of facets to it. It's a 32-page document if you're interested in reading it. Um, but I'm that's, not. I would no. rather just have you tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. So that's one example. There are a few other ones, but um, that's a fairly recent one that's, like, fairly easy to describe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, like, something, sorry to cut you off, no, but, like, fine. it's kind of like when you hear about it, it's, like, take that, like, mm-hmm. to this CEO or whoever, but then at the same time, we both know people who sell Absolutely. and are and we're affected. Yeah, yeah, and are at the bottom of the pyramid, and yep. and so for me to them, that's just sad mm-hmm. because it's like they invested their money, yeah, and, and their life, like they they stopped working. Some yeah, of them. yeah, mm-hmm. and now they're kind of screwed. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what's what's going on with Advocate right now? Are they still operating? They are. Okay. Yeah, they're still operating. And just on that note, too, a lot of people will say. You know, if you get a cold call, for example, or a cold message, I guess in these days, social media, and someone wants to, to get you involved in an MLM, a lot of times it's easy to just knee jerk react and say, no, nope, I don't do pyramid schemes. Yeah. And which <laughs> That's is, your which response, is fine. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it used to be my response. I kind of have changed things up a little bit now. But, you know, a lot of times if you say that, you'll get a response back saying, no, it's not a pyramid scheme because those are illegal. Or it's not a pyramid scheme because we have product. Because those are two kind of common misconceptions. Well, pyramid schemes are illegal. But huge, multi-million dollar companies, plural, have gotten sued by the FTC. So just because yours hasn't gotten caught yet doesn't mean it's not a pyramid scheme. Mm. So it's just an interesting thing to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, and to look into. If yeah, you're absolutely. Because yeah. that probably wouldn't be disclosed. Like, no. By the way, we're currently dealing with a loss. <laughs> They're actually really hard to find. Like, you really, really have to dig. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of companies, keep in mind these companies, which we'll get into, I think, later, but yeah. these companies, most of them are literally hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. They're massive, yeah. massive companies. Yeah. So they have the coin to kind of try to bury lawsuits. Yeah. So if a lawsuit's going to make the news. Well, they have the money to have article after article after article that's going to bury that down on your search history. Mm-hmm. So, or um, I'm sorry, on your search results in Google, for example. Mm. So you kind of have to be able to have the patience to go through and, and kind of like tune out all of those 
things that the company has put out mm. to kind of bury those uh, Oh, lawsuits. that's interesting. Yeah, it's mm. very interesting. Yeah. Again, it sounds sinister, but but all, honestly, <laughs> it's not just MLMs. Yeah. So many, I mean, Best Buy would do that. Anything. Anything yeah, that's having yeah, bad yeah. press that they have the money to try to bury, you bet your butt they're going to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, so for other lawsuits like class action... There's a couple, Monet, Monat, Monet, they, they have, <laughs> no one, even the, even like if you hear like the board of directors and stuff talk, they all say the name differently. Really? really oh funny. my gosh, that's funny. So Mon, Monat, Monate, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it stands for Modern Naturals. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. But anyways, so the Florida Attorney General investigated them for like two years and found For being them, a pyramid scheme? Um, theirs was not a pyramid scheme. Theirs was over false claims. So oh, okay. they were claiming that, well, they were claiming lots of things, <laughs> but they were claiming that like they could regrow hair that had been lost due to like chemo and like that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and I think other things too, but to be honest, I don't have that like off the top of my head and I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, they found that, yeah, they were false claims. So they had to pay the state of Florida like a quarter million dollars and then they had to issue a refund to anybody that wanted it that was a part of that. Because they had a lot of, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's one of the most popular kind of digs at this company is that it causes your hair to fall out. Oh, and there's okay. been a lot of balding issues and like some pretty major burns oh. and stuff. And so anyone that has that experience, they were not, they were withholding refunds from those people. And oh, so in this case, up. yeah, so okay. in this case they were required to issue refunds. Okay. So, and then they're banned from making, like, a whole slew of claims. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and Young Living is similar. They were, they're in the middle of a lawsuit that was opened, actually, a couple months ago in Texas. Okay. And it was a class action lawsuit of several former distributors that sued the company for being a pyramid scheme. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that is mm. in the works right now. These okay. These class action lawsuits specifically... They take a couple years years usually. Okay. So we won't hear anything about that for probably a little while, but it is in motion right now. It was in September that they opened that. That will be interesting to see yeah. what happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's one that I told you. I'm like, I don't know if I can get rid of my young lady. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I know. It's true. It's true. But yeah, yeah, so that's an interesting one just to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. I told you you would love Bethany as much as I do. I bet you want to be friends with her too, huh? I always learn so much from her and I seriously appreciate her thorough research when it comes to MLMs or really any topic because she's just that kind of friend. She's the friend who I can ask for help on nearly anything and she always has ideas for me. That's why I knew she'd be a great guest for the show because this isn't just about her opinion, it's a lot of research-based information that we as the public and consumers should know. I hope that you learned a lot today, but we're not finished, all right? So next week in part two, Bethany and I are discussing how this conversation relates to the much bigger concept of being mindful consumers. Is it okay to support MLMs? Are there any MLMs that are doing it right? And where should we feel safe putting our dollars? We also discussed how this topic intersects with feminism. This is something I hadn't thought of before, and it was so interesting to learn about. So please make sure you're subscribed to the show so that you know when part two is available next week. You can subscribe on whatever app you're listening to by just the click of a button. Then you'll know when new episodes are available. And don't forget about leaving a rating and a review while you're doing that too. 
But Bethany and I will see you back next week for part two. And in the meantime, make sure you check out that article Bethany suggested for some fact-based information on MLMs. Think about being a more conscious consumer and voting with your dollar and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out. Thank you.